there is a point, don't worry. We're getting to the point, but not yet. All will be revealed. Um, so today's talk is primarily about listening. Ooh. <laughs> how important listening is and how to do it. So as I said, um, throughout though I'll be asking a few questions that we can all answer together as well, because many minds are beat one mind. Um, I'm gonna start by getting us the picture of scenario. Um, so imagine you're on quite a long coach trip, at least an hour long, and it's pre-COVID, so you're all crammed in together and you're sat next to somebody. Um, and you get speaking to them because it's quite a long trip and you're bored and you know. Um, and then the topic of conversation comes on to faith and the fact that you're a Christian um, and all things theological. And they start to critique and they start to come up with many different arguments saying, well, does God really exist? And all of these types of things. What's the first thing that we should do then? Should we try and deploy all our key theological arguments to critique and conquer our opponent and try and win out or something else something else yeah my uh, my friend did this while he was a, th a theological student uh, he's now a pastor at a, at a church and he says one of his biggest regrets because that's essentially what he did he answered our arguments exactly and he completely won completely won the argument you know, anyone who was there would have said, as it were. Um, but he won the argument, but he lost the person. He missed the point, um, and he discovered more um, a bit later on that actually that lady had just um, lost her son. And so these questions weren't just purely rational. It was really saying, well, God can't exist, because why did he let my son die? Yeah, first we must listen. And to listen properly is an act of love. So, um, I'm going to have two main sections as part of this. One is, why is listening important? And then later on, how should we listen? So we're going to go through some practicalities as well. So firstly, I'm just going to ask everyone, why is listening important? You can put your hand up or just shout out. Yes, makes the person who's talking feel valued. What were you going to say, Paul? <laughs> but it, it is just better, yes. Save your life. Mm. Yeah, to gain some knowledge, gain some skills. This is good. Anything else? Get to know them. Yes, brilliant. Yeah, gain other perspectives. And to connect. These are all brilliant. I don't even need to be here. <laughs> but it's all good to have a reminder of things. I've put down um, three things which we've mostly covered with those, which is amazing. Um, but I've put a, a more biblical spin on it. So first reason I'm going to say about why listening is important is Jesus did it. <laughs> and he is our guide on how to live. Um, Kate. Can you please read out? Yeah, you can. Can you please read out uh, Luke twenty-four thirteen to nineteen? 
That very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, named Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word, before God and all the people. Thanks, Kate. Yeah, and stop there. Um, that verse 19 is quite curious, I find, because Jesus asked the question, what things? And this is quite a, maybe quite a strange thing to ask because he is, he is the things. What things are going on? He probably knows about that because it's, it's a recently resurrected Jesus. And so why is he asking when he must already know about it? Why then? Well, it's because it helped him help them. It was for their benefit, for their understanding. As once he knew their heart through asking the question, he was then able to teach, teach them appropriately afterwards. And so the second point then is um, listening helps us help others. And finally, Jesus spoke to the outcasts, the lepers, the tax collectors, the Samaritan women. And as Anna said, this all made them feel valued. He recognized them. And the power of recognition is so important, recognizing someone as loved. You are loved. Mm. Listening helps people see themselves as God sees them. Mm. Um. Yeah. Um, just to give an example of it to try and kind of uh, drive the point home. Um, I once, so I, on my internship year, I volunteered at a church and went around different areas of ministry there. One of the areas was the elderly. And so we had a chaplain at the church who would go into care homes and speak to them. I would do the same. Um, but one time, uh, he'd also give kind of mini services, so go in and mostly just sing um, and chat to the people there. Um, one time he couldn't, so he said, oh, Evan, do you want to do it? And I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, and so um, I went into this care home, and I kind of gave like a very very low-key mini service, did a bit of singing. I didn't play guitar at this point, so it was just a cappella singing, and I made sure to choose things that they would um, be able to engage with, good old old hymns um, but at the end there was about six six elderly folk there so very low-key um, but at the end when I and I'd finished um, instead of leaving I thought I've got a few more minutes I don't need to rush away so I'll just see if I can um, have a chat with the people who are there and so I got speaking to this elderly gentleman I think I asked I was just a quite a very broad question like what did you used to do or something like that um, and he started telling me that he used to be a submariner and he told me about which submarines he'd been on and a few little other, um, one or two stories as well. 
Um, and I was very fascinating learning about this um, very, very old man's um, life. Um, but the thing at the end of our conversation when I had to leave that, uh, that kind of shocked me was at the end he said, no one has ever asked me about my time as a submariner. And that shocked me because this wasn't, he wasn't a submariner for five years or, you know, that was his main career of his life was being a submariner. And no one had ever asked him about it. Mm. And in that sentence, he showed just how much he valued my listening. So I thank God for that opportunity. Mm. Just a small conversation. Yeah. Listening, listening is an expression of God's love. Mm. So, to recap on why is listening important. Jesus is our guide, and he listened well. It helps us help others, and is a helpful act itself, and it makes people valued. So, on to some practicalities of how should we listen now. Uh, we're going to throw out some practical advice, and I'll be asking around as well, so we can all share together on how to listen. I've split it into three questions. So the first is, what's the goal of listening? What's the aim? What's the point? Number two, what are we listening for when we listen? Um, and finally, how do we pay attention? How do we show it? Hmm. Number one. When you're sat in front of someone, listening to them, what are we aiming to achieve? What's the goal with listening? Just feel free to shout out. Connection? Brilliant. Yeah. 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 Delve something out. Brilliant. Um, yeah, so you have to set your goals straight. And broadly speaking, of course, the aim can be many different things, but broadly speaking, when we're listening, the aim is understanding and empathy, trying to understand their view, their perspective. We have to understand with both our head and our heart and looking to see their perspective, as I said. Not just a mind thing, but truly empathizing as well. Um, but this kind of aim, this goal is further clarified when we're looking at active listening um, um, by looking at what it's not. So when instead of inclining our hearts to understanding the other, we're inclining it to try and achieve something else. So what is not is one, is judgment, having a set of standards that we mark someone against and always looking for those things that we can say are wrong and add a big red cross to. It's also not... Um, as Matthew 7 one says, don't judge what you two shall be judged. Um, number two, it's also not one-upping, trying to appear better than them and saying, ah, yes, I'm actually much better because you've said this, and then we've come back. And finally, initially, it's also not problem-solving. Um, it's not ignoring what they say to go straight to whatever you think the issue is without actually learning what the issue is from them themselves. Because often the problem is that they need to be listened to. <laughs> and so doing anything else won't help, especially initially. Um, 
Yeah, on their one-upping, Proverbs 18.2 says, A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. So each of these three things, the judgment, the one-upping, the problem-solving, can often be rooted in pride. Um, so judgment says, I'm better than you, so I deserve to judge you. One-upping says, I need to show I'm better than you. And problem-solving, without listening, often says, I know more than you, and I'm actually really clever, so I can solve this problem. <laughs> and unfortunately, rushing into problem-solving without listening often also says, your problem is more of interest to me than you are. That's kind of a, yeah, your problem is more interesting than me than actually you are. Even if it's well-intentioned, that can be the message that comes across. So we've got to stay humble, and we've got to stay rooted in God's love, which drives away pride. So, number two um, is, what are we listening for? So, when we listen to someone, what are we listening for? You can say obvious things or less obvious things. Yeah. What they're not saying? What they're trying to say? Brilliant. What their feelings are? Wonderful. Yeah. Is there anything else? Sorry? To know them. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Nice. Good. Let's go a bit deeper into what we said then. Because conveniently, that perfectly covers the points I said. <laughs> which is good. <laughs> um, so what are we listening for? The one thing we didn't say, which is maybe the obvious one, is the actual the words, the facial expressions, the vocal inflections, the body language, all the material stuff. Obviously, when we're listening, we're also listening to what words are they saying in a kind of a material sense? What words are they using? Are they... Um, looking very happy while saying those words or they're looking sad um, so yeah but all of this stuff the words the facial expressions vocal inflections the body language um, all combines together to create the meaning hmm. and so we're listening not only for the words but also the meaning we've got to listen in good faith to what is meant and not assuming anything and seeing and of course we know that a lot of the time it can be quite hard to find the meaning <laughs> if someone's using sarcasm or is kind of hiding hiding something they don't quite want to say. Um, number three, which was mentioned as well, um, in other words, is their values and perspective. So why does something mean so much to someone? Um, so for example, if someone really values honesty, you'll be listening for that as well and they, they tell them about, oh, this, this person made a mistake, but then they, they told me about it straight away, and that was amazing and great. Well, you're hearing those, their words, but you're also hearing their, oh, well, they, they're really valuing honesty. Or for another example, um, someone may see everything through the lens of their family. So when they're talking and you're listening to them, kind of pick up, oh, right, family is the important thing to them. That's, that, that kind of frames everything else. Yeah, and understanding someone's values goes a long way 
to understanding why someone thinks and feels a certain way and what they mean by their words. Um, last one on the practicalities. How do we pay attention and, importantly, show it? So how do we show... Give me a few techniques on how do we show we are paying attention. Yeah, stop. Mm. Yeah. 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 Stop looking, listen. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's Eye contact. Yeah, very important. Nodding. Yes. <laughs> yeah, telling them what they just told you. Yeah, recapping. Asking questions. Brilliant. Oh, yeah, that's. Brilliant. That's all great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. The the position of your body, if you're facing towards something, you're very you're someone you're very listening. If you're facing away, you're not listening at all. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's really important. Get down to people's level, um, for sure. Um, and yeah, and, and yeah, with the with the body position, sometimes it's best to be straight on. Sometimes it's best to be at a little bit of an angle. Straight on can be intimidating. Um, brilliant. These are all amazing. There are many ways to do this, and we've named many, many things. Um, one thing. Um, so yeah, just go into a bit of depth with them. Um, so encouraging people, validating their feelings and intentions, even if you can't validate their actions, that's quite a crucial one. You can still validate someone's intention, even if you can't validate their actions. Um, and of course, don't be planning a long, detailed response in your head while listening, but focusing on them instead. And as we said, asking questions, paraphrasing, um, avoiding exactly parroting the words, but say what they said uh, back to them. And that, that's really good at showing you've listened, because of course it's really direct evidence if you've, you've heard the words. Um, and other questions as well, ask questions for clarification. I think that's one of the most crucial things that know how um, a good listener knows when they haven't heard something, or a good listener knows when they haven't um, well, they haven't quite caught the meeting, meaning of something. You're going to say something, Joy? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Being still, not doing something else at the same time. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
for sure. Just, um, yes. That is, they, uh, that is true. You can, you can, and that's why it's very important to, sh yeah, show the attention as well, because you can be very in tune to someone and listening to them, but if you're not showing it, then they're not going to think you're listening. It's not going to help because the act of listening itself is the act. Go on. I was just going to say that I find that when you're in a conversation with someone and then a distraction happens, I would love the listener to then re-invite me back into what I'm saying. Mm. Like, say you're at the dinner table, we've got kids or there's pets, and something needs to be dealt with. It's not that it can be helped, but for someone, I feel quite vulnerable to keep talking about myself because it's not natural for me. So mm. then I need someone to be like, sorry. What were you saying? And then kind of repeat yeah. the last thing that they said to re-invite you back into the conversation. Yeah, that's brilliant. Distractions happen. <laughs> Re-inviting people back in. Um, you mentioned as well asking questions to both delve deeper and delve wider as well. And then a big one which a lot of people find hard to do is leaving plenty of silence and not interrupting. Because some people find silence uncomfortable. <laughs> Sorry if you're one of them. <laughs> yeah, silence is golden. Um, and kind of continue on Anna's point there as well. If you're not able to give your full attention, then of course you can say that and communicate that. Because sometimes, some scenarios, we're not able to. Or the attention gets brought away naturally by something. Um, and then we can either bring it back or we can say, actually, right now, I'm really tired and I'm about to run out the door. So I'm not able to give the time. And the time, context, and place matter. And your own capacity as well. Because um, it might be that you're in no place to listen because you're in a quite an emotional place yourself and you're able to kind of switch into that mode. And it's important to communicate that and say, actually, right now, I can't, I'm pretty rubbish at paying attention. <laughs> Because if we don't, if we're less honest about that, um, and we of course we need to phrase it in the right way, um, but if we're less honest about that, we can end up pretending to listen to someone, but actually our head is completely focused on something else, and then it doesn't help them, and tends not to help us either, because our mind's just going in circles about whatever it's distracted on. Um, brilliant. So I've got two final, two final points, but I hope the words that we've all said together have been helpful, um, and I hope we've seen listening's value and how to listen well. Um, so finally, of course, context-specific, but after listening to someone, we can see if there's any next steps. And of course, listening is sometimes um, we listen, then we talk, then we listen, then we talk, and sometimes it's just pure listening. Um, and so we could could be that it's appropriate to give advice after we listen. It could be that there's an action for you to do. If you've been listening to someone and they're really mad that their garage door isn't working and they say oh you can help me with my garage door if you just lift it up and I'll put in the screw and we say well I've listened to you so really it's sold so I'm just going to go now <laughs> it's not maybe the best thing listening is a very loving action um, but of course there are other lo loving actions we can do 
And so if there is any practical help we can do after the listening, then that's brilliant. Um, of course, praying as well. If it's with a Christian brother and sister, it's quite useful to pray. But even if not, praying for people um, afterwards in the evening, whenever your prayer time is. Um, yeah, And of course, the last one, maybe nothing at all. There's loving um, listening as a loving act itself. Yeah, so as I mentioned earlier, Jesus on the road to Emmaus knew that after he'd listened to them, he, they needed to be taught. And so he taught them all about him in the Old Testament. And that was his next step. And so one final little thing to leave us on, and then we'll go into some discussion groups for a little bit, um, is remember that we shouldn't always be the one listening, because each of us also needs to be listened to. Um, and that's very important to remember. We can't always be the one listening, and we shouldn't always be the one listening, because of each of us, each of us also needs to be listened to as well. Mm. So I'm going to pray, and then I'm, we're going to go into little discussion groups and ask a few questions and see how we can apply this. Mm. Yes, Lord, thank you for your love for us, Lord, and I thank you that yeah, in prayer, and that you give the ultimate example of the best listener, Lord. Thank you that your ears are always turned to us, and your attention is always on us, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you that you give the example, Lord. And I, yeah, I really thank you, Lord, that we can, we can pray, pray in any place, in any context, in any time, in any location, Lord. And you're there. You're always listening, Lord. You're always there, Lord. Yeah, and I pray that we're able to de develop this skill, Lord. Um, in our lives more and more. Amen. <laughs>